We are virtually meeting. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so uh, is there anything that's off limits? I know that in a couple of your articles, you mentioned um, fetish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of the so part of the origin of Man Baby is that I used to work in adult entertainment. So, I mean, we can go we can take the interview wherever we want to go. But Baby is, of course, a a relatively family friendly film. I'd say it's a PG-13 movie. Yeah, (laughs) at least. Although the the subject matter might put it up into R in some circles. Yep. Yep, exactly. exactly. That's what I think is kind of cool uh, about it. She basically, in a sense, kidnaps him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she does. Uh, I, I would even use a stronger word. I would say that there's, uh, you know, rape involved, uh, essentially, yeah. you know. In a sense. Mm-hmm. Although she doesn't, I mean, does she? There's nothing in the movie that shows a sexual relationship between her and the baby. Right, right, right. Um I guess I'm talking about, um, you know, like Sal's actions towards her. She, she's, um, you know, he, he's kind of maybe turned on by his performance, you know, his, his yeah. first trick. Um, yeah. Either way, he's, he's lying. He's, he's doing a terrible thing to her. And then of yeah. course, you know, she, her revenge is that uh, thermometer in that, yeah. in that scene where there's a pretty <laughs> yeah. aggressive Very assault. So but was, then would, for her, that wasn't enough. No, <laughs> it and I think wasn't. Her, her making him a real baby by chemically altering his him hormonally. Uh huh. So are we spoiling everything in the movie? We can spoil. We can we can spoil <laughs> it all. I, I love about it. it. We're talking about the movie Man Baby by uh-huh. M. Lytell, which is available mm-hmm. on Tubi, right? Yes, we're on. We're yeah. actually streaming on Tubi, uh, Momentu right now, and Amazon Prime. Um, oh, so- okay. Yeah, so if for oh. some reason you want to give Jeff Bezos more money, you can you can you know do that on Amazon. But I would I would prefer to see people stream it on Tubi. Right. Uh, just do a do a search on your smart TV and watch it. We did commercial breaks, but you know who cares? We have Prime. A lot of the stuff that uh, I need, uh, we order it on Amazon. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean I have a Prime account too. It's right, right. Uh, po- politically, I'd rather not support Amazon, but practically. Uh, it is very, it very useful. Right. Yeah, there's things that I use and need, medically speaking, that um, if I were to get it, if I got it from my insurance, it would be like $3,000. And on Amazon, it was $500. I, I sleep apnea machine. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. exactly. So it was just way cheaper to get it off Amazon mm-hmm. than yeah. from the insurance because they wanted us to rent it for a year for like, my part would have been $120 a month. And then at the end of the year, whatever the remainder balance was, and I can't understand where all the money's going because you can buy the exact same machine on Amazon with well, a three-year... That's you know, due to the slave labor. Let's make right. that clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a brave new world for sure. Due to a lot of it. It is a brave oh, okay. new world. It is, uh, if you, if you want to watch, uh, for example... The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The only way you're going to do that is through Amazon. Yes. Right. Yeah, and, and and you have to watch that. If you haven't seen the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, watch the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I have. Yeah. So it's, good. It's pretty funny. It's it's mm-hmm. definitely fun. Yeah, it's a fun mm-hmm. one. What is yeah. stand up? Uh, the man baby starts as a stand up, right? Right. Yeah, wow. the man baby is a stand up. Which I, you know, I don't have any kind of experience with stand up comedy. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people. Uh, 
kind of find the beginning, the stand up comedy act pretty, pretty bad. And, and that was, yeah. you know, intentional. It right. was it's, uh, it's kind of supposed to be bad anti comedy, you know, right. Yeah. It's supposed to be bad. Um, but some people kind of don't get that joke. So that's, that has been interesting to see people's reaction to that. Um, yeah, I, you know, mainly the idea there was just that he's, you know, how to make the character um, act like a baby. Mm. That was that was my idea. Get, that's yeah, the, the vehicle you use to get to. Yeah, play. yeah. Another idea that I had was that maybe he was um, in a play, um, that he was acting like a like a man baby in a in a theatrical play. Yeah. Um, a play based on the and I had emailed you this uh, one of our pitch for the the rewind episodes was the um, the movie The Baby. So that I don't know if have you all seen that one? Nineteen seventy three. No. Um, it's uh, it should be on Tubi. Um, okay. Probably on Amazon. It's called The Baby. Seventies uh, exploitation movie. Um, much more like horror thriller oriented. Mm. Um, and that was a big kind of inspiration for Man Baby. Um, I watched that movie, The Baby, uh, going, you know, going on 12 years ago now. Uh, it was on Netflix at the time. And uh, it it's wild. <laughs> it's a wild, wild movie. I who, highly who recommend directed it. it or fun. stars in it? Any... Yeah, Ted Post is the director. Um, okay. There's no there's no stars in it. Um, the uh, the the actor who plays the like mother character uh mm -hmm. is just fantastic she's she's kind of like um like uh you know a joan crawford uh you know I, I she's just real real uh real campy got a real thick smoker's voice it's it's mm -hmm. hilarious it's a hilarious camp movie that i highly recommend and of course it's you know it's unintentionally funny yeah um but uh like a lauren bacall voice yeah, yeah, kind of that Lauren Bacall husky, and uh, it, basically the story is about a social worker who's investigating a case of these three women who have a, a man baby in their house, <laughs> and uh, fr from that there's kind of this thriller horror story that takes place with a shocking ending that I that I will not give away because y'all haven't seen it yet. I, I won't give cool. you the spoiler on the baby, but um, yeah, one of my ideas was. Uh, some you know seattle hipsters are putting on a theatrical version of that movie was one mm -hmm. of my ideas to get him oh, in that would have been an, yeah could have been could have been interesting could have been interesting yeah, and a, yeah. kind of a little bit more realistic i think than what we wound up with and i what i wanted was to make a movie that was a little less realistic i wanted to make something that was a little more surreal mm -hmm. a little closer to uh you know Wee's big adventure um mm -hmm. it was another big inspiration um yeah. In terms Sorry, of driving me nuts. Cartoon, right. cartoon logic, in terms of cartoon logic and kind of yeah. reality. So, you know, I had an impression of the movie before we watched it. I was like, well, this is going to be like uh, Nick Kroll. You know, it's going to be like a Comedy Central type thing. This is going to be mm -hmm. over the top, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the league or something, you know, pretty wild and crazy. Mm -hmm. And it was. There are parts of it that was by nature, but I mean, it was kind of thought provoking also. Yeah, so, it was very. Um I definitely see the mixture of um, the ridiculous and art film. Because it hits I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, that that's definitely part of it is to try to you know mix the high and the low. Right. Yeah, because the story was good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hit you yeah. right from the top with a very serious, weighty theme that resonated with us, and that was the uh, the idea of a, a couple that you know does not have a child. You know. Right. And they're 
they're conflicted. Yeah. One of them does not want children, and the other one does. Yeah, I so, mean, I was, that, that was kind of disarming right from the top. That started uh, you to think, and then you know, then you go into the comedy and, and everything else in the plot, and um, that was unexpected. I love the. I love the therapy part where they go in there and just 30 seconds in, she's like, yeah, you never should have gotten married. You should, right, right. <laughs> you should get a divorce. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I think she's unhappy. Yeah. I mean, I think these are kind of universal things, right? Because like even mm-hmm. people who, who people who have children, people who don't have children. I, I personally don't have children. Neither do that, right. It, there are things that you have to consider in life. Um, I have God and children. Yeah, yeah. I have, Aaron I have has four kids well. and two grandchildren and a grand dog. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, these are things that I think everybody thinks about on some level, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what, you know, it's universal. And that's kind of what, what, you know, we were trying to do, um, you know, as, as it came down to to putting this together and, and getting down to the heart of the story, you know, beyond the script. Yeah. I like the- I like the soundtrack too. A lot of uh, dance macabre. Oh, thank you, thank and, you. Uh, yeah, Fantasia. We, mm-hmm. Fantasia on a theme. Uh, definitely tried to stick to everything that was you know public domain because this was made uh, for very very little money, as as is pretty obvious. Um, you know, ha- doing this all on a on a shoestring, and so were, we could. Were you afford... on when you did your Kickstarter? Were you on podcasts? No, no. I, I just started doing podcasts uh, this last this past year um starting in august starting actually in summer so before august when we when we did the theatrical lease because we did have a limited theatrical uh release here in seattle and mm-hmm. in portland and los angeles and uh so i tried to i wondered if i'd heard you before on a podcast but i guess i had not yeah not not, not <laughs> maybe, back maybe, during the maybe asa did a podcast <laughs> yeah i mean it's possible um you know when we did our kickstarter we had um so this is something if this is something maybe you're not aware of, and it's kind of a little inside baseball, I guess. Um, when we did the first Kickstarter, we had a we had a fake uh, me, we had a fake Tim Lytell, um, okay. and we have the we have the videos, those Kickstarter videos, those are on the Vimeo page. If you buy the 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 movie on Vimeo, you can actually get those videos. They were on YouTube and uh-huh. put them behind the Vimeo paywall. Um, but essentially, like. Like I kind of find like the whole Kickstarter thing, like you know, please give me money. Like it's a little, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I, it's complicated. Cool way I, for people to get their name in a movie, though. Yeah, of course. And and I mean, I think what Kickstarter does is is so great to kind of democratize the thing and 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 let people raise money for things. But at the same token, I I guess maybe it's just a personal thing. Like I personally feel embarrassed like asking for money, mm-hmm. perhaps. So so I had yeah, it feels uh, like kind panhandling of, kind. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, so what I did was, was um, in the style of Man Baby, I kind of spoofed the idea of Kickstarter videos. And I had a guy who, a great comedian uh, performer here in Seattle, his name's Tony Howe. Uh, Shout out to Tony Howe if he's around anymore. I think he moved to Florida. Uh, But anyway, Tony played me and he played me as kind of this like egotistical blowhard. I don't know, just kind of a a real, a real Mm -hmm. a-hole. And uh, it was really funny. I, I thought I've had a fun time doing that. And um, people like those Kickstarters and they were pretty popular. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't uh, it didn't help us reach uh, funding for our second Kickstarter, unfortunately. But the first no. first Kickstarter did get funding. So that was good. Um, so I went off on a tangent there. Very, very irrelevant to the movie, actually. That was that was 
2014. You know, that was a long time ago. It took us a long time to make this movie because we were making it for no money. So that was my next question: was how long did how long was it in the in your head before you before it? Yeah, it was about this year or last year. uh, It was released uh, this year, so August 17th of this year. So August. Okay, this is yeah, right, fresh, hot off. Very, very fresh. Very fresh. Very fresh. Yeah, this is kind of the this is. I think this is the first podcast where I'm talking about the the Tubi release, you know. Um cool. I kind of I kind of uh cooled off promotions uh you know after we did a theatrical thing because of money and time, but um but yeah, I would like to get more people to watch it uh have been kind of pushing for more festivals and that sort of thing over the over the ne- course of the next quarter. Um but uh yeah, it it took uh, give or take 10 years um it was about a year of writing the script um it was about you know a year and a little bit in production and then there was a big gap because we you know i say this all the time that i i kind of build the the plane as i'm flying it in everything in my life (laughs) and uh this movie was no exception um i i basically ran out of money you know for for at least a few years and then uh just personally i moved with my partner to to portland from seattle um which was for, for their job and so that kind of uh i feel like it set me back a little bit uh financially emotionally and, and just practically because we had shot it in seattle and so all the people involved were in seattle yeah. um but uh yeah but we finally did finish it you know the the pandemic was was kind of a blessing and a curse because it forced a lot of time in editing which was cool. Um, we could really, uh, really drill down into the edit. Um, the guy who was all, all, kind of like a co-writer on the script, not really a co-writer, but he's my editor, um, producer, been my friend since film school. You know, we've known, we've been making movies together for 20 years. Um, he edit, he kind of edited the script as well as edited the movie. And we kind of do that together. So we kind of, you know, he does an edit, I do an edit and we do that with the script and we did that with the final footage. Um, unfortunately he wasn't in the production part, which I think is maybe a better way to do it too, because he wasn't as emotionally attached to the footage, uh, the way that I was. That's a good idea. Been there. Yeah. So he kind of came in in the beginning and he kind of came in at the end and, uh, you know, couldn't, couldn't have done it without him. Couldn't have done it with all, all the people, you know, that, um, are such Why a good part of Editing it. really does make a difference. I think so. I think so. And it, it's, it's definitely like my favorite part of the process. You know, um, I, I'm not a huge fan of being on set and having to talk to people. And I, I like to be in my room on my computer. Creative. You know, playing, yeah. Playing with the footage. You right. know? Well, so we should mention that the actor that played Sal Howard was Asa Fager. So that's right. Yeah. They're pronouncing that right. Asa Fager. Fager. Uh, okay. Yeah, Asa Fager, and he uh, now he lives in Portland. He moved out of Seattle uh, in the past year, but okay. he's a great actor. A great, he's uh, done a lot of theater. He's. Would you uh, say he's a comic actor? Is he a comedian or is he? He's not a comedian. No, he's a he's a comic actor, theatrical actor. He does a lot of theater work, and he's actually a, a writer and a producer. He he had a pl- uh, play produced uh, a couple of years ago. He's a big comic book fan. He he produced a play, uh, I believe. I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but I believe he produced a play about Jack Kirby, the the um, guy who created the Fantastic Four with Stanley. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ace is very very talented guy, very talented actor. Obviously, in the movie, he's 
he holds the movie together in a really cool way, I think. Mm -hmm. um, did you have yeah. to write the tattoo into the script? I did. Yeah, we had to, <laughs> we had to, uh, because he is heavily tattooed. Those are all real as, uh, at the, at the premiere, he showed, uh, the audience that indeed the tattoos were real. They were not digital creations. Right. Um, or well, makeup. Did, you did, can do temporary. Makeup. <laughs> That's true. That is true. A lot of people use them to cover scars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had this theory like that go to the beach or something. Yeah, I had this theory that uh, the only good comedies are the ones that have comics in it. You know, I I, ah, I really interesting. Uh, interesting. I'm leery of like Reba, you know, uh -huh. and uh, uh -huh. different ones like George Foreman got a sitcom once. I was like, mm, you know, so <laughs> I'm wondering. I just wondered when you casted the movie if you were looking for a comedian or if you, if you were just trying to find a talented actor that could could execute your vision. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, there were a lot of auditions for sure. Um, you know, we, we definitely saw quite a few different sales and kind of thought about it in a bunch of different ways, but, um, Whenever you know, it's, it's worth, it's worth mentioning too, that like the, the script and the auditions are kind of, you know, a balancing act and they're kind of happening simultaneously. So I, you know, I had, a, I had the script and we were having the actors audition with the, with the script as written, Mm -hmm. then but that was not the draft that we actually like shot and finished mm -hmm. um definitely rewrote for the actors so once i knew like okay i can i can get asa and he's gonna do it then i kind of was you know i was writing for him for his voice and and mm -hmm. the same for all the actors you know it was definitely like a you know a spinning plates kind of thing where it's like okay i wrote it one way but uh, Michael Carmichael was a pretty hilarious character. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He was. Definitely, you know, written for like Tom's thing that he does. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like, yeah, I knew I had the guy yeah, who was going to be the, ba the bad guy. He came off so creepy. <laughs> That's Would great. You say slow That's creepy. Slow <laughs> creepy. Well, yeah, slow creepy, but yeah, it, but he just came off as very creepy. Oh, yeah. Well, originally we originally we thought of Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Okay, <laughs> and but then when we met Tom, when I met Tom, um, and he kind of did his Adam West thing that he did. <laughs> oh, I, I can said, see oh, that now that you mention it. Yeah, yeah. I said, okay. Well, That's now we're gonna slow, a slow burn Adam West. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> so we changed it up a little bit for him, kind of away from the. But, but there are some kind of, there's still some nods to that in the script. Like, I think he's, you know, she says, I love your muscles. And it, yeah. I, I think it's funnier that way that he's, that he's not a real, you know, buff guy that he, you know, right. anyway. Yeah. Well, so little things Just like that. compared to her husband, he had the flat stuff. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So let's, so, let's talk a little bit about your inspiration. I know that uh, John Waters mm -hmm. is an ins inspiration yeah, to you. Very John Waters vibe now that you mention it. Yeah. That's great um, to hear. Yeah. Great to hear. Paul Bartel. Yeah. Warnov, you know, Death Race 3000. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love all those. You know, yeah, now, let me ask you, are, are you a, uh, a fan of Mary Warnock's art? You know, I, I don't know much about Mary Warnock's art, actually, un unfortunately. I, I wish I I wish I did. I mean, I think she's she's a wonderful actor and so beautiful and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her, what about her art? I, I, I know, nothing, of, I know nothing about her art, Lisa. What about it? I enjoy her art. Oh, okay. I like the colorfulness of it. And uh, um, I wouldn't say cartoonish, 
but it's it's a more of a like a stylized realish landscape type thing. Interesting. Real interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a connection. At with- least the part I like, but I like her use, her strong use of color. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. She, she goes back to like the Andy Warhol factory. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, oh, wow. Uh, Velvet Underground, you know, that type of stuff. So, and yeah. I noticed you talked about the members of your, your, uh, your crew all being very artistic, different. Media. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think all, everybody out here that was working on Man Baby was, you know, we were all, I mean, obviously none of us are getting rich on it. And so it's, it's a passion thing. And, you know, they were helping me with, uh, with my art and, uh, yeah. And, and of course they were all, they all have, you know, their own projects that they're doing. And as much as I could help out with that, I tried, but, um, yeah, definitely all, all very artistic, you know, Asa, like I mentioned, playwright, producer, Sydney's a tattoo artist, uh, also just a very talented artist in drawing artist in general so she's got a lot of great art you can check her out on instagram sydney jane art um and uh okay tom michael carmichael another great like mm-hmm. theatrical actor like he's always in he's in good stuff i know he's written uh pretty sure he's written a play about rfk that he is still trying to get produced or maybe it has been produced I, you know i should come more prepared with information to promote them. But yeah, every, everybody, everybody. And then of course the, uh, you know, the director of photography, Rakesh is a fantastic, uh, still photographer of nature. Uh, and, and also just a great DP. He's done a couple features besides man baby. Now man baby was his first, um, which maybe is a little evident, uh, but he's definitely gotten better as a DP. He was a recent, uh, film school graduate of Seattle Film Institute, which is where a lot of the crew came from. Um, a lot of the crew were like recent graduates or like even still students. And uh, that was kind of how I, I pieced together a crew was just kind of like the educational opportunity. Um, so well, thank you for yeah. doing it. Is that uh, we can review this, we can check out some of that stuff. We always want to support creative. Yeah. People. Yeah, definitely. Now, did, uh, did any of them get like school credit? No, no. Unfortunately, nobody yeah. got school credit, but they got, you know, School of Hard Knocks for sure. Yeah. Um, they My son got right, a lot right of, into uh, it. A lot of work on student films. He's been mm-hmm. uh, you know, second AD and second AC on a few things. And I don't know if he's got anything coming up right now, but um, a friend of mine that I work with retired recently and got his MFA in film. And he's been hooking him up with all these little projects so he's learning too at that school of hard knocks that's kind of cool. nice yeah. yeah very cool very cool it's, it's been awesome meeting all these filmmakers i've always been curious about it since i you know there'd be books about hitchcock at the library i'd get you know i just like when i had free time or free bell i'd get a library and I'd look through these books and a lot of times i'd find myself going to look at uh filmmaking even though i never got into it myself but i've always been curious about it so it's been great to to meet mm-hmm. so many but we talked about um you're in, we're get, talking about your inspirations, and one of them is Paul Rubens, right? Yeah, Pee Wee Herman, the, yeah. the, the, the great one. Um, mm-hmm. Pee Wee's Big Adventure was a, was a huge uh, movie for me in my childhood. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's got that, like, it's just like, um, it's just a perfect little movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, and... You know, did it's you grow not up with Pee Wee's Playhouse as well. I did. I grew up with Pee Wee's Playhouse for sure. Um, but but Big Adventure was f- for me kind of the 
It was the go- big the adventure was more my introduction to Pee Wee too. Well, other than uh, like Johnny Carson, David Letterman, when he'd go mm. on as a stand-up in character all the time mm-hmm. before. Yeah, see, before. I I didn't even have a concept of him as a stand-up comic. I or I know there was probably the... a little older than you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the like I guess there was an HBO show of his live show. You know that that he, he you know he had a live show that was very very popular, and that was and and you know even when I was a kid that was in the air. You know it was in the ether. Yeah. But but Big Adventure was the was the first time that I had really um, just been aware of him, and it was kind of the the, the other interesting thing about Peavy's Big Adventure for me, and and I know it doesn't seem like a direct one to one for Man Baby, but um, it is kind of the first movie for me personally where I saw um, a movie as um, as a movie if that makes sense, where the movie itself calls attention to the idea that you're watching a film. Mm. And this is a film that people have made and that you can do this too. And so right. it definitely, um, you know, is inspiring in, in a way bigger way than I can really even verbalize. Um, because it, is that, you know, is that from, the from, beginning when he's, when everything makes his breakfast and the waking up sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I noticed, you know, I, so I watched it last night for the podcast and I, and I took some notes and the, the very first thing that I noticed, which I don't know if, if you remember this from your last watching was, um, you know, it's, it's credited, for me. It, it, it's credited Pee Wee Herman in and, and at the end credits, it's the same thing. Pee Wee Herman as himself, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, written by Paul Rubens and we know it's Paul Rubens now, but when I was a kid, you know, this was Pee Wee Herman. He, this was yeah, a real... When he when he'd go on David Letterman, he he wasn't Paul Rubens, he was Pee Wee Herman. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I think that you know, that's just really kind of it's really artistic, it's really interesting, it's really thought provoking. Um, but it's also like calling attention to like, okay, like we're this is like Andy Kaufman level Yeah. Is it method acting? Character. Yeah, yeah. Is that method I, acting maybe. I mean, I, I think that's method characterization, maybe. Yeah, a bit What's, different from method acting. I think I don't it's know if more it's method just, so much as it's, it's just performance just, uh, art, I think, right? Commitment I mean, I, I to would the call bit. That, yeah, commitment to the bit. <laughs> you know, just but true do, commitment. Do you think he kind of almost lived as Pee Wee Herman somewhat? Or do you think he really did separate? I, I, he could turn it on and off. off. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, from what, I've, from what I've understood, that, you know, he would turn it on and off. Um, okay. Which, which I think just adds to That's healthier. How, yeah. how cool it as, is, you know. Yeah. As opposed to Andy Kaufman, who wouldn't turn it on and off. <laughs> Right. There, there is an there is an Andy Kaufman uh, Easter egg in Man Baby. I don't know if anybody oh. noticed. Did you, not, did you notice the Andy didn't Kaufman catch Easter egg one hmm. in Sal's uh, little playroom in his basement playroom? There's a brief scene where we see uh, hanging on his wall. He's got a picture of Andy Kaufman and Curly from the Three Stooges. Oh, and okay. Jerry Lewis. We'll <laughs> I did see Jerry Lewis. If you I go didn't... back, if you go back to that same, if you remember Jerry Lewis, then you go uh-huh. back to that scene and you'll you'll briefly see Andy Kaufman. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So I remember Pee Wee's his bicycle got stolen, right? That's yes. Basic that is plot. the that is the inciting action. Right. Uh, Pee Wee's big adventure. He, you know, uh, we set up that Pee Wee lives in this kind of other world. Um, right away, the the opening of Pee Wee's big adventure is a dream. He's dreaming about winning the Tour de France. And, uh, you know, right away, we know that he loves his bike. And we also know that we're in a, we're in a dream world. We're in a, we're in a kind of, it's real people, but it's also cartoons, you know, and that, 
really uh i think that's kind of the more the one for one inspiration for man baby is that you know we wanted man baby to have a similar kind of like cartoon logic um mm-hmm. it's it's the real world but it's not really the real world and how do we how do we do that and in baby's big adventure i mean they do it so much better than than i could ever do it in man baby by just just the performance of of paul rubens just pb's performance he's such a good actor the intonations of his voice uh his body language i mean mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's something else yeah. <laughs> so and fun. then and then to lay that lay on top of that um you know the the and obviously i mean production design i'm not sure about the budget of pb's big adventure i mean i think we're probably talking about a you know six to ten million dollar movie which you know nowadays would be a lot more (laughs) than that but i think at that time that was you know pretty you know low to medium budget budget. but a pretty good budget way more than i had to to do got the large mars cgi to contend yeah yeah large mars the uh uh, dinosaur stop motion animation that's right the dinosaur um and uh when he's in the in the dark he gets kicked out of mickey's car and there are uh cartoon eyes where he is literally he literally becomes a cartoon in that scene so just fa- you know kind of fascinating to me um how you can be in the real world but also be in a cartoon at the same time well i remember he would always carry on dialogue too with the audience like he would turn to the audience or break the fourth wall yeah break the fourth yeah. wall constantly it seemed like oh, interesting maybe I, not I, in the movie but yeah i didn't really notice general. that as much in the in the in big adventure uh, that's... It was more. It was more in the TV show. Yeah, I, yeah. I think but... you're thinking of uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse for sure. Yeah. Well, I, got, yeah. I do have a story about that movie. I saw it twice in the theater. Mm-hmm. So wow. I went to see it one time, like, like within three days. I saw it twice because the first mm-hmm. time I went, I went with a friend or somebody, and I'm sitting there in the audience, and there was a there was a scene in the movie, the truck scene, right, where he's hitchhiking. I think the large march scene. Is that the large march scene where he gets in the truck? And tell them large, large, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, somebody in the crowd when I was at the theater yelled out, um, something really funny, mm-hmm. and the audience laughed like it was a big crowd, and everybody laughed. And I took note of that. So, I took a girl on a date two days later, and I'm sitting in the theater, a similar crowd. And at that very same moment, I made the exact same joke, and the crowd like responded the same way, mm-hmm. and uh. Thought I made it. I made some points there with uh, my girlfriend. Uh-huh. Did you get a second date? I didn't take advantage of it. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> too bad. But yeah, so I, I was. I was twice in three days. Cereal, but yeah, twice I, in three I days think and it, it, <laughs> I, I, I will tell you our story. Um, we met in like August of 1993, and we went on our first date on December 8th. And we got married on January 1st. And I have the feeling we might not have had a, what you would call, second date if it wasn't for the fact that he basically moved in with me. He just, he came over for our first date and he never went home. Interesting, interesting. And it's been 28 years. It'll be 29 years January 1st. Wow. Huh. That that makes a good uh, movie, potentially. Could be. (laughs) We'll, uh, We'll talk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You want to make that movie. It's uh, kind of an interesting thing. It does. That does interest me, for sure. Another thing I liked in Man Baby was that toward the end, the futuristic uh, vehicles and... uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
the yeah, little, I'm glad, I'm glad. little satellite thing with the what was that a drone kind of with the yeah yeah panels? kind of a kind of a just you know trying to show that we're we're forty we're fast we wanted to flash forward about forty fifty years without putting a title card up that says forty years later you know yeah. And, um, and so I think we did it in a pretty good way. I think it's kind of interesting. And I, and I think, you know, that's, you know, you, t- you went, you kind of talked about how it, it feels a little art filmy. And I feel like that's where, where the right. real art comes out of it is that we're going to very um, aggressively, very intentionally change the movie, uh, you know, completely for the, for the last, uh, you know, 10 minutes there, the last act. Um, it's which, much more serious. Yeah, yeah, which I think, you know, interestingly enough, I mean, I think, you know, Pee-wee's Big Adventure kind of does that. Um, you know, the last uh, sequence in Pee-wee is that great chase in the in the movie studio, if y'all remember yeah. that. And and that, to, to me, when I was six years old watching that, um, again, it's calling attention to the fact, like, you're watching a movie and people are making movies and he's running through the movie. And then, of course, yeah. at the end, we're at the drive-in and he's watching a movie about the movie about the movie. And so this is and blazing saddles did that too. right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. That was an homage to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Probably, probably they were, they were aware of that, but of course, you know, I was, I was not as a little kid. Yeah, and a, so six year old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I was allowed to watch blazing saddles until I was, yeah. you know, 13, maybe or 14. Mm-hmm. My parents were, my parents were weird. You know, they were restrictive about, um, you know, some things yeah. and then other things they weren't. It's, it's weird. He was subversive yeah. enough. That he, he got right, through. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Cause it, it almost comes off as a, a, a live action comic. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And I, I think I, oh, I also, sorry. I wanted to, the, the set decoration, the bar, oh, <laughs> there are a bunch yeah. of signs that say bar <laughs> and yeah, like, um, yeah. and like, uh, was it yellow tape making arrows that pointed to these yeah. shells that just yeah. had liquor on them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, what's funny about that is that's actually that's real. So like, it seems yeah. like it's like set design. Like it seems like it's like oh, they they didn't have a lot of money, so they you know did right, this. But thing that's, make... that's the real bar. But that was actually a real bar in the that's real funnier. theater that we were shooting in. Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny. I love about. that. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I yeah. I think it's kind of funny too. It's interesting. So um, I saw a comment that you said you, you don't necessarily look at this movie or you don't aspire for the movie to be transgressive. And I, I was I was kind of curious what that what you meant by that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great question. I you know I I don't uh, this movie's not meant to shock anyone. It's not meant it's it's exactly what I said. It's not meant to be transgressive in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not meant to be you know. Uh, Peeing in the face aside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not. This is not uh, an f you to anybody. This is not a. Um, you know, it's it. It is kind of a punk movie in the sense that it's made with that like DIY oh, kind of idea. Totally there. You know, so it, there's a little bit of that punk nature, but it's not. It, it's we're not spitting at anyone. We're not trying to make fun of anyone. We're not yeah. saying anyone's bad not, or, not or shitting on anybody. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not saying anything's bad or good. We're just trying to get people to think. Uh, and maybe that's a little, you know, too uh, woo woo or something, but we're just trying to get, I'm just trying to get people to think. We're just trying to kind of say, okay, here are some things to think about. And uh, how, what do you think about them? Which, you know, yeah. I have my own opinions and I think I tried to keep my, I, I think my opinion, my personal 
you know, opinions about things uh, hopefully don't come through. Hopefully this movie is more uh, of an artistic statement, a work of art where somebody who thinks about things one way can come at it one way. Somebody who thinks about things another way can come at it their way and they can both kind of enjoy it and, and laugh at it. Maybe even cry. <laughs> you know, some people have said that some parts in this movie make them cry, which yeah. Me, yeah. makes me feel really, really good. Not that I want to make people cry, but I want them to feel strong emotions. You know, I, I want to either make them laugh or make them cry or, or um, make them squirm a little bit. Maybe it's a little uncomfortable, but it's not um, designed to say, hey, you know, yeah. you need to do this or you need to do that or we need to, you know, upend everything, uh, if that makes sense. I don't know. Uh, but I didn't find the dialogue. It made me laugh a lot. Or I, I yeah. found it to be pretty uh, genuine. You know, great, great. I, yeah. I two things here. Um, one, I did not expect to enjoy the movie. I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. don't find men dressed as babies to be, I don't find it truly offensive, but I just don't think it's funny. I don't find it, I don't get the humor and I don't find it to be an attractive thing for me. Didn't Jonathan Winters used to do that? Yeah, he did yeah, that. He used to, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because he was the child. Right. But he, he, he did, did it before Mork and Mindy, too, and it and his yeah. stand-up. Bit. So it really surprised me that I did enjoy the movie, despite the fact that he spends half of it dressed as a child. <laughs> well, that yeah. thank you very much. That, I'm uh-huh. very um, appreciative and, to hear and, that. And when the main advertised premise is something that you don't care for, and then you see the movie <laughs> and you actually like it. it anyway. That was a nice surprise. That is a, that is a challenge with this movie because I feel yeah. like a lot of people who see the main advertised premise who say, "Oh, I want to see that," then they see it and they're and they're disappointed. So it's it's kind of a you know it, catch twenty two. Uh, it is yeah, catch twenty two is a good way of putting it. Some some sometimes, yeah. but I think I think I, there I is see a, a review. Somebody was like into like baby stuff. Said, "Well, for that for that, I wouldn't give this." Hit, so. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But I, but, you know, I do think there's a bad review from them. (laughs) There is a, there is a bit of a Venn diagram of people who, you know, are, are intrigued by the trailer and then who also will enjoy it. You know, there are some people, there, there are both. So um, it's just kind of finding those folks, but, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad it surprised you. That's the other thing. I mean, I do see a lot of reviews online. Surprise is, is a big word, you know, surprise that, they enjoyed it as much as they did. Um, I got a kick out of the priest too. The, the faces the priest makes up throughout. <laughs> oh yeah, around. that's pretty funny. Yeah. He's actually the only, um, you know, another little fun fact. He's the only non-actor actor in the movie. So oh, yeah? movies, movies like mine that are so low budget, they usually have a lot of like non-actors. But all, I mean, all my mm-hmm. actors are, are you know real actors. They're they you right. know, they've acted professionally, all of them. Um, except for him at the time, he was not a professional actor, but since he's been a professional actor and he's actually a professional set photographer. So oh, he, very cool. he does that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you don't always see priests with earrings either. Yeah. He gets the earring. <laughs> he lived it up. He lived it up at the end of, uh, at the end of the ride. Yeah. Got that earring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the second thing that I wanted to, to ask about, um, there was, in particular, towards the end, there was the 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 footage of the the creek or river, a small river. 
Yeah. And yeah. that was, um, there was a, 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 a usage of that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. moving forward. And I was wondering if um, you're a fan of Ed Wood. Love. I love Ed Wood. One, oh, me too. Another, I love another, another Tim Burton oh. movie. No, another, I love, are we, are we talking about the director or the, the movie Ed Wood? Probably talking both. 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 Yeah, of I, course. I, the first movie, the first bad movie that my dad ever showed me was Plan 9 for Outer, from Outer Space. Yes. And I love that movie. Thought it was so well, fun. You know what? Every Remains movie from there the is up. And the, you know. What'd you say? Sorry. Go ahead, from there, you can't go anywhere but up. Yeah, yeah right. right. He shows you the and worst movie of all time to not. start. Sadly, <laughs> he did not go up. <laughs> not did, really. Did Ed Wood do Glenn, Glenn or Glenda too? He did. He did. Yeah. I've watched, yeah. I've watched both. I, that's the two, uh, Edward movies that I that I know and love. So, so now I I know that Phil Huey has has a relationship with Baby Huey. I think not a fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you're asking me. Yes. Uh, not when it's like used to, as a as a uh, nickname by someone I don't necessarily yeah. care for or something. You know. No, it doesn't bother me too much. Sure, it doesn't bother me too much. I just I, I know. I know that I, I don't think I ever tried to call you Baby Huey or something, but I thought I got the vibe a long time ago that you didn't like Baby Huey. Well, I didn't like it, you know, like from Mark Jennings, you know, some of the assholes we went to school I, with. But but like, the character uh, yourself, you were fine. Yeah, I'm fine with the character. Yeah, and the <laughs> helicopter too, and 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 the singer. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there were some people. Some people would have called me like if you were to call me Baby Huey, I would be fine with Darren. Not baby Huey, baby Huey makes a guest appearance in uh, exactly. Man Baby. Exactly, so yeah. brings it on. That's what brings yeah. it up. We, uh, you know, I I do not like Baby Huey. I I actually watched that full cartoon that we used the clip of in the movie. Yeah, uh, that has got to be one of the most unentertaining cartoons I've ever seen Thank in my you. life. I mean, real, yeah, real bad, real real poorly done. And then the year <laughs> that we got Is that a Hardy comics or something. Hard, yeah, it's a Hardy comic. The year yeah. that we got married, they re-released some of those TV things, and they did like newer versions. Uh huh. And I was like, "Great! If we ever have a kid, they're going to have that baby Huey." And then, you know, when we talked about names, Philip wanted to name the child Harry or Lewis. Right. And I was like, "No." I just threw it out there, Harry Huey. Louis Harry. Huey. I like Louis. 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 I totally whiffed on your. <laughs> you don't get to talk. The father of <laughs> Liam Leckinger. Okay. That's a good one. Dewey yeah. Huey. You could have Dewey Huey. Dewey Huey. No. Or Louie 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 Huey. I flat out told Philip that um if we named the child Harry Huey, he would have to beat the kid in the morning so that someone could <laughs> to beat him before all the people who didn't like him beat him. He could go by Hank. Hank Huey. Hank Huey. God no. <laughs> I had an uncle Hank. No. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I also like the gold. There, the I wasn't gold, but the fish. Oh yes, yeah, the, the the fish, the fish, yeah. the fish. Yeah, the, uh, the I want a divorce no, plop. Yes. Yeah. No, no animals were harmed in the in the filming of Man Baby for sure. Those were. I wouldn't mind a blue goldfish, but I cannot say that no animals would be harmed. <laughs> no. Because I was never good at raising fish. Uh, yes. Let me, let 
Let me ask Plus, you this. we have a curious cat who's not afraid of water. Ah, right, right. I'm always uh, curious about the music. We know you've used uh, Dance Macabre, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Dance Macabre, Fantasia on a Theme. Public domain music. Is there any mm-hmm. original music? And so, who- yeah, Mor- Morgan Cluck Keel, who's a composer from Seattle, now lives in Scotland uh, for school. He moved oh, wow. out to Scotland. Uh, you can look his music up. We, he's actually selling the original soundtrack that he made on Bandcamp, um, and you can find that all in the links. Uh, if you you know uh, Google Man Baby, you'll see our website, and all those links will be there. Um, but yeah, Morgan. Uh, made an original soundtrack uh, for Man Baby, uh, you know, beyond the public domain stuff. Um, he's Morgan's also the performer of a lot of the public domain stuff. So he actually, um, you know, he, it's his version of Fantasia on a theme, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I kind of noticed. Totally makes sense. You yeah. See that yeah. All the time. You see where they take a popular piece of music and they, they you know, modify it ever so slightly. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what we did. So it's his, you know, his performance. Um, of course, the kind of the theme song of the movie, though, is the uh, Everybody Loves a Baby, um, which is a real old song from the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had um, a performer, uh, Sam Ventura and Ramona Mallory did that did that great version of it uh, for the end credits. So that's actually not Morgan okay. who, who did that that last song. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, super, super uh, proud That's of that. public domain one, right? But... Yeah, it's in the public domain, and, and Roma- R- Ramona and Sam uh, recorded that kind of in Sam's studio and, and put it together, and it just sounds sounds so cool. It sounds like a Broadway, like yeah. a Broadway show to me. <laughs> you know, I was so happy to uh, have gotten that from them. Um, and, I, you know, and that wasn't – I didn't find that and, and get their permission – uh, uh, that was specifically made for the movie, which I think is why I'm so proud of it. Cause yeah, I actually cool. had to find, was... find them and, and get them to do that and tell them and tell them this crazy idea that I had about this, you know, this old, so the old song, you hear it in the movie earlier during the montage when he's first a baby, um, mm-hmm. you hear like an old recording of it, which is in the public domain. So it's free to use. So I, I gave them that recording and said, okay, can you take this song and then make it into the modern the mo- how would you do a modern Broadway version of that song? And boy, boy, they did. They boy, they, they made it. Did a good job. Uh, so we just had Ed Hartman on. Oh, yeah. We found that movie, As the Earth Turns. Uh, In through Seattle. I, lo- I saw that on Facebook. I love, yeah. I love that story. That was so great that y'all had him on, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He talked about how um, it was like a, such, a, uh, such an opportunity to be able to, to, score, to score the entire, you know, film. Is like one orchestral piece, so uh, you know music is so so integral to to these to the films. You know, no matter you know what the budget or whatever, a, a good musical score can really top off a movie. Yeah, I mean, we we spent a talking, year, right? Predates yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's right. true. Yeah, we, um, I mean, it was made when talkies were available. He just couldn't afford it. Oh, can you say that again? I'm sorry, Lisa. Oh, uh, as the earth turns. Um, it was made. Uh, 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 I, I just mean uh, talk. I mean, I just mean there was music before there was talking in film. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, never mind. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we we spent so much time on the music. I mean, we spent a, a literal calendar year, and you know, we didn't think of it as um, not in that way as a full orchestral piece 
going for the whole movie. We thought of it more scene by scene. It was definitely done in chunks because we had we had so many pre-planned songs. You know, the Everybody Loves a Baby song and um, the and Fantasia on a theme really operated more as like a song uh, rather than like. But yeah, I mean, um, it did it did all come together, but it it did take time. You know, so well as we wind down here. Why don't we ask, do you have any future projects coming? Any follow-up movies or anything? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm writing something right now, you know, again, with with uh, Joseph Campanelli. We're, we're working on a couple things about, like, an internet guru who um, radicalizes a young man and kind of, I guess it's like a sci-fi, it's another kind of sci-fi thing, but it, I think it might be a little bit more of a thriller. So we'll cool. see. Don't have too many thing. I don't have too many details to give you because we're still working on it. But uh, right, I'm excited about it, and we'll be putting it together. So you probably get you probably do something as uh, uh, intensive as this, and then the question of what's coming next is probably kind of uh, uh, frustrating because it's like here's what I get. Here's what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little. There's yeah. a little bit of that for sure, but you know, yeah. I, I, I like to be creative. I'm always making stuff. Um, right. you know, even, even, uh, building the plane in flight still. Yeah. 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 I'm still kind of always just working on something, you know, even, I mean, I'm working on a couple little like smaller projects. Like I'm actually doing a, um, you know, just, and this is just like for work, but it's like kind of creative is that like I'm doing, uh, these Spanish translations for a series of, animated videos on financial education. So not as exciting as man baby or, uh, but it's still kind of like interesting to me. Cause I'm kind of like, lear- like I'm learning stuff that I probably should have learned in high school. Cause these are videos like designed for high school kids. So exactly. anyway, yeah. American have you always, education have you always spoken Spanish? Um, so I, <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Okay. I'm just I'm doing the translation. I'm I'm uh, importing text into Google and I'm copying and pasting. Oh, you're just translating. Yeah, I'm doing that and I'm and I'm praying to God that my the person who spoke Spanish who did the uh sync, I'm praying to God that he uh made that work. So, we'll see how it all turns out in the end, but uh I've yeah. been saying for years that appropriate financial education and especially including how credit works. Yeah. Is it's irresponsible that America does not give at least one course in financial responsibility, use of credit, yeah. and you know all that at every single high school in America, and they do that at the places where you pay for it. Mm. Aid education, um, the 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 wealthier schools where they have the um, uh, where the teachers do. Um, they have the kids like invest in stocks. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. That's for rich people, not for it, but you need every school in America should do some kind of financial education and especially credit management because we were in our mid thirties and we were dying financially because we had no idea how credit worked when we started, when we got married. None. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. We're I'm at doing, it. We got out of my- it. Doing my part, doing a little yeah. bit of a part to that, but uh, we, we got out of it, and we were able to buy a house within like once I realized how to manage the credit. Our credit rating was improved by four points within a year. Yeah. But yeah. you know, we should, yeah, we should schedule a peewee. 
Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize. Cam, I can't to tell you. How, I can't that. tell you how uh, sorry I am that. Hey, no, I look, I'm, I'm just so appreciative that you're having me on because I get to promote the movie. People will hear this. They'll say, Hey, this is an interesting movie and they'll watch it on Tubi Mm -hmm. and it gets out there. And I, and, and even if they don't, even if nobody hears this, you three uh, watched it it. and enjoyed it. And that makes me so happy. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just so appreciative. No apologies are necessary. Um, I'd love to come yeah, back again. I'd like, to, like to have you back and do the, do the yeah, deep dive. Yeah, I know you're busy, but I think it'd be great to come back and we can get, do a deep oh. dive into Pee Wee because I, I could talk about Pee Wee for an hour if, if oh, you're yeah. up for hearing it. <laughs> I'm in. And that's what we usually do about an hour. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love that because it's, it, is, it is definitely one of the best like Hollywood movies ever made and I can explain why and we'll, we'll have fun. But, I, but I'm so appreciative. Please, no apologies. This, is, this has been great. I hope we get enough that you can use for the for the pod and you can put it out there and we'll definitely let you know when it's being released if you and i loved your uh, oh i'm sorry to interrupt but i i want to just also say i loved your uh, manos episode i listened oh, to oh thanks manos episode i thought it was really engaging so i hope i hope this one will be as engaging for people i i really had a good time sure it will yeah and i realized we only saw the remastered version so I completely did not understand why they said it was like the worst movie ever. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah, because I mean, and I tried to find the bad version because I do love a good bad movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Jackie defends it too. She says, "But yeah. you know, it's not the worst movie of all." No, you know, she's proud. It's of, just a she's I proud of it. She's so proud of her, of her dad and everything. You know. Yeah. 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 Oh, we need we need your um, web sites social handles all that sort yeah. of stuff. oh yeah let's let's promote it so um big promotion right now if you're listening go to tubi and type in man baby and you'll find it and come up and you can watch it and um maybe it's a little bit of a slow start but but stick with it please i think you'll be surprised like like lisa yeah. was lisa was surprised yeah um, and ladies do not let the guy in the diaper turn you off from the movie because <laughs> it's a really good story in spite of the costume I love it. I love it. And uh, you know, in and general, if you're into if you're into people with diapers, yeah, it may or may not better. scratch that itch for you. We don't know. That's mm-hmm. right. That's it right. might not. It might not. Some people who are you know part of the fetish community don't don't seem to. Yeah. Uh, doesn't quite get, do it. For yeah, it doesn't quite scratch that itch. But but who knows? I think that those people still might enjoy um, a heartfelt tale with a little comedy True. and right pathos. And yeah, it made you laugh. It, it it there was a moment where I teared up. Yeah. I wouldn't wow. say I cried, but I did tear up. We had a, a at the end. That's what we went through with Philip's mom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she lived with us for two years before we finally had to you know say we we couldn't keep yeah, the, doing it. Tables oh. just keep turning in that movie. Yeah, and yeah. at the end, you know, he's feeding her applesauce. Yeah. Yeah. That and that was very intentional. And, and I found that to be, I don't know, a redemption. It, it was, uh, is the infinity symbol. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey. You know, the worm or a Boris. You went back to, you know, yeah. All right. Tim. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you all so much. And uh, yeah. And then you could just Google man baby movie if, if Tubi doesn't work for you, manbabymovie.com. And, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. a simple, simple Google search for man baby. There used to be an artist in Portland who was Man Baby. One word, we, Man Baby. Yeah, we've we've really surpassed all on Google right now. Man Baby. I mean, there is the Man Baby meme. That's who I heard on a, on an old podcast was the 
was the Portland, Portland artist, maybe. Artist. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very, very talented guy, like super great stuff, but just not as active online as I am. I'm, I'm all <laughs> over the internet. And so I'm just cool. going to beat him by sheer volume. Right. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Way it goes. But well, thank you so and, much. You know what? I'll Google it every day just to help. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Why not? All right, Tim. All right. We'll see you for Pee Wee. Okay. Yeah. Take care. We have social. Twitter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Instagram. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Facebook. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week. <laughs>